Alawapa, friends. It's uh, the 17th day of names, the year 175 of the Baha'i calendar, or September 5th, 2018. Um, I recently rediscovered my Baha'i world faith. It's an old tattered copy that I got when I was a child. I'm going to read on uh, page 228. It's called The Radiant Century. In the estimation of historians, this radiant century is equivalent to 100 centuries of the past. If comparison be made with the sum total of all former human achievements, it will be found that the discoveries, scientific advancement, and material civilization of this present century have equaled, yea, far exceeded the progress and outcome of 100 former centuries. The production of books and compilations of literature alone bear witness that the output of the human mind in this century has been greater and more enlightening than all the past centuries together. It is evident, therefore, that this century is of paramount importance. Reflect upon the miracles of accomplishment which have already characterized it. The discoveries in every realm of human research, inventions, scientific knowledge, ethical reforms, and regulations established for the welfare of humanity, mysteries of nature explored, invisible forces brought into visibility and subjection, a veritable wonder world of new phenomena and conditions heretofore unknown to man, now open to his uses and further investigation. The East and West can communicate instantly. A human being can soar in the skies or speed in submarine depths. The power of steam has linked the continents. Trains cross the deserts and piece the barriers of mountains. Ships find unerring pathways upon trackless oceans. Day by day, discoveries are increasing. What a wonderful century this is. It is an age of universal reformation. Laws and statutes of government, civil and federal, are in charge in, in process of change and transformation. Science and arts are being molded anew, thoughts are metamorphosed. The foundations of human society are changing and strengthening. Today, sciences of the past are useless. The Ptolemaic system of astronomy, numberless other systems and theories of scientific and philosophical explanations are discarded, known to be false and worthless. Ethical precedents and principles cannot be applied to the needs of the modern world. Thoughts and theories of past ages are fruitless now. Thrones and governments are crumbling and falling. All conditions and requisites of the past, unfitted and inadequate for the present time, are undergoing radical reform. It is evident, therefore, that counterfeit and spurious religious teachings, antiquated forms of belief, and ancestral Im imitations which are at variance with the foundation of divine reality must also pass away and be reformed. They must be abandoned and new conditions be recognized. The morals of humanity must undergo change. New remedy and solutions for human problems must be adopted. Human intellects themselves must change and be subject to the universal reformation. Just as the thoughts and hypotheses of past ages are fruitless today, Likewise, dogmas and codes of human invention are obsolete and barren of product in religion. Nay, it is true that they are the cause of enmity and conducive to strife in the world of humanity. War and bloodshed proceed from them, and the oneness of mankind finds no recognition in their observance. Therefore, 
It is our duty in this radiant century to investigate the essentials of divine religion, seek the realities underlying the oneness of the world of humanity, and discover the source of fellowship and agreement which will unite mankind in the heavenly bond of love. This unity is the radiance of eternity, the divine spirituality, the effulgence of God and the bounty of the kingdom. We must investigate the divine source of these heavenly bestowals and adhere unto them steadfastly. For if we remain fettered and restricted by human inventions and dogmas, day by day the world of mankind will be degraded. Day by day warfare and strife will increase and satanic forces converge toward the destruction of the human race. If love and agreement are manifest in a single family, that family will advance, become illumined and spiritual. But if enmity and hatred exist within its within it destruction and dispersion are inevitable this is likewise true of a city if those who dwell within it manifest a spirit of accord and fellowship it will progress steadily and human conditions become higher whereas through enmity and strife it will be degraded and its inhabitants scattered in the same way the people of a nation develop and advance toward civilization and enlightenment through love and accord and are disintegrated by war and strife Finally, this is true of humanity itself in the aggregate. When love is realized and the ideal spiritual bonds unite the hearts of men, the whole human race will be uplifted. The world will continually grow more spiritual and radiant, and the happiness and tranquility of mankind be immeasurably increased. Warfare and strife will be uprooted, disagreement and dissension pass away, and universal peace unite the nations and the peoples of the world. All mankind will dwell together as one family, blend as the waves of one sea, shine as stars of one firmament, and appear as fruits of the same tree. This is the happiness and felicity of humankind. This is the illumination of man, the glory eternal, and life everlasting. This is the divine bestowal. I desire this station for you, and I pray God that the people of America may achieve this great end in order that the virtue of this democracy may be ensured and their names be glorified eternally. May the confirmations of God uphold them in all things and their memories become revered throughout the East and the West. May they become the servants of the Most High God, near and dear to Him in the oneness of the heavenly kingdom. His Holiness Baha'u'llah endured ordeals and hardships sixty years. There was no persecution, vicissitude, or suffering the suffering he did not experience at the hand of his enemies and oppressors. All the days of his life were passed in difficulty and tribulation, at one time in prison, another in exile, sometimes in chains. He willingly endured these difficulties for the unity of mankind, praying that the world of humanity might realize the radiance of God, the oneness of humankind become a reality, strife and warfare cease, and peace and tranquility be realized by all. In prison he hoisted the banner of human solidarity, proclaiming universal peace, writing to the kings and rulers of nations, summoning them to international unity and counseling arbitration. His life was a vortex of persecution and difficulty, yet catastrophes, extreme ordeals, and vicissitudes did not hinder, hinder the accomplishment of his work and mission. Nay, on the contrary, his power became greater and greater. His efficiency and influence spread and increased until his glorious light shone throughout the Orient. 
love and unity were established and the differing religions found a center of contact and reconciliation. Therefore, we also must strive in this pathway of love and service, sacrificing life and possessions, passing our days in devotion, consecrating our efforts wholly to the cause of God, so that God willing, the ensign of universal religion may be uplifted in the world of mankind and the oneness of the world of humanity be established. In your hearts I have beheld the reflection of a great and wonderful love. The Americans have shown me uniform kindness, and I entertain a deep spiritual love for them. I am pleased with the susceptibilities of your hearts. I will pray for you asking divine assistance, and then say farewell. O my God, O my God, verily these servants are turning to thee, supplicating thy kingdom of mercy. Verily they are attracted by thy holiness and set aglow with the fire of thy love seeking confirmation from thy wondrous kingdom, and hoping for attainment in thy heavenly realm. Verily they long for the descent of thy bestowal, desiring illumination from the sun of reality. O Lord, make them radiant lamps, merciful signs, fruitful trees, and shining stars. May they come forth in thy service and be connected with thee by the bonds and ties of thy love, longing for the lights of thy favor. O Lord, make them signs of guidance, standards of thy immortal kingdom, waves of the sea of thy mercy, mirrors of the light of thy majesty. Verily thou art the generous, verily thou art the merciful, verily thou art the precious, the beloved. That prayer was on uh, page 231, Baha'i World Faith, under the writings of Abdu'l-Baha. I think that'll wrap it up for us today. Thank you again for joining us at Scattering Angels, and I hope that you will tune in tomorrow. Thank you.